Uh, no, why would I? Why would I have okay songs? Okay, so you're already really wrong. Um, <laughs> so then, what's your? Uh, Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This here, this right here is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different record from a different artist and we, tr- we do as much research as we can. We find out all the secrets about the record and then we let you all know because <laughs> we have access to things that most people don't. So, um, <laughs> so keep listening because you'll find out things, you know, good things. Good, good and bad things, I guess. I don't know. What am I talking about? Uh, go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Go, go give us five stars on there because that means more than anything. Well, besides people listening, obviously. But go to go go do that. Go do that, please. My name is Tyler. We out there, hundreds of miles away, is uh, is Jeff. And uh, let's let's just get right into the album of the week. If you don't already know, uh, what, what are we doing, Jeff? Uh, yellow cards, one for the kids. Card formed in Jacksonville, Florida in 1997 by Ben Dobson on vocals, Todd Clary on guitar, Ben Harper on guitar, Warren Cook on bass, and uh, Parsons on drums. <laughs> they put out 10 full-length records, three EPs, two live records, three compilations, and have sold several million copies worldwide. 
Uh, but that one we're doing today is One for the Kids. It's the band's third record, and it was released April 3rd, 2001. It features Ryan Key on vocals and guitar, Sean Mackin on violin, Warren Cook on bass, Ben Harper on guitar, and Parsons on drums. Uh, the album isn't their best selling, but it is considered by some to be the best by the band. So, Jeff, what uh, what's what, what's your origin story with Yellow Card? What do you got? So long ago, my origin story. <laughs> uh, the song "Cigarette" from this album is in my like several weeks ago. I I we I think we did like either I did or we did talked about like the five most influential songs in our music career that got us like started playing music, interested in music, whatever it was. But "Cigarette" yeah. is in that that top five list. "Cigarette." was one of the earlier songs I saw other people play on the acoustic guitar when I was at camp and stuff and just absolutely loved that song and mm-hmm. didn't know it was on this album because Rockstar Land was the first yellow card song I had ever heard. And I even remember like the first time I heard it, like we were going to some, I think we were, we were going to camp and I was in a van because sometimes all the kids didn't fit on the bus. So they put some other extra kids in like a, like one of the YMCA vans with the big, yeah, yeah. huge vans that hold, like, 15 kids. And I was in the van, <laughs> and uh, they were playing, like, Rockstar Land. I was like, oh, this is a fucking cool song. I like it. And I guess it was Yellow Card. And then come to find out later that that band also played that song, Cigarette, that I like watching everybody else play. It was just it's mm. cool stuff, okay? It's real cool stuff. But, yeah. It's cool stuff, man. My origin story <laughs> is, is, uh, is Cam, much like my earlier origin story was with a lot of other bands but yeah camp camp oh uh, it was with uh when we did jimmy world was when we did bleed american oh that's right that's yeah, when yeah, that yeah. was that's when it was talked about yeah yes because also lucky yes. denver mint was in that same that same uh top five most influential songs in my music career yes yes yeah so that's uh that's my origin story i guess that's probably like that's your that's probably right when this came out. I th- I, I, yeah, probably about that. It's two thousand one. Two thousand one. So, we were eighth grade, eighth grade going into freshman year, I guess, right? But yeah, but it, was, what, it was. What month did it come out? This was came uh, out April. Know. So it was end of. Oh, end that's of eighth grade. that's why we're doing duh duh. Uh, oh yeah, it just came Jeff out. And Tyler, <laughs> duh. <laughs> this came out twenty it's years 20th ago. Twentieth anniversary. <laughs> like this, this, this year, this month, it came out April, April third. April third, right. April third, yeah. just two thousand one, two days so ago. Dude, this thing's twenty years old. Came out twenty years and two days ago. I mean, during, based, well, like right now, based on like the production, it definitely sounds twenty years old. But it, sh- it shouldn't. It shouldn't yeah. sound like that. It's, it's not its fault. It sounded like that. Well, it is kind of its fault, but low budget. They didn't have any money. <laughs> well, they had enough to make a record, and it could have sounded better than this. It's a very quiet record. Very, very quiet. There's, I've never heard a record this a quiet. That I, I have problems with the production on this. But yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. And I can't believe they've your... never remastered it. <laughs> this uh, is, this my, is the year. My, what? This is the fucking year. They What's, need to what? do it this year. Record store day this year. It's got to happen. A remaster right after they release the, the 20th anniversary? What? No, like this this year would, is the twentieth anniversary, so record store day this year should well, I know. be a remaster of this album. If it doesn't happen this year, it's never gonna happen. 
But didn't they just do the do the twentieth anniversary release on the website? Not, not, and it sold not, out super quick. No, that was Bayside. I thought but, Yellow Card did too. Oh, that was Ocean. Because weren't you that trying to get? Yeah, oh, that I was thought Ocean it was one Avenue. for the kids. No, that oh, was Ocean Avenue. I thought it was this. Fuck. That's why I, I okay, mean I wasn't like, super upset about it because I knew that was gonna fucking sell. Everybody knew, even like the buzz in our Facebook group. Everybody knew it was gonna sell out, and they <laughs> sold out in like like a second. And when things sell out like yeah, in a second, annoying. you know it's because fucking bots because humans can't click buttons that fast and browsers can't open that fast. <laughs> so you know it's a bunch of fucking bots buying up these things and there was a cool yellow variant yeah, and it was a good 25 chunk of bucks and man fuck these people and then the same day you saw them on eBay for like 200 it's so annoying so fucking annoying yeah Oy. this is our life now okay unfortunately yeah unfortunately <laughs> um my uh my origin story began I actually remember the exact moment I heard this band and the song October Nights. That was the first song I heard. I was my friend Alicia, um, a person who I, she never listened to this kind of music. And it's so strange. But she sent me an instant message. It was the summer of 2001 going into freshman year. I was talking to her over AIM, instant, AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> and, and she was like, oh, I, I found these songs. You might like them. And one of them was this was warm October was October nights. The other one was a spine shank song. What? Two wildly different bands. <laughs> yeah, and I'd never heard of spine shank before. And she's definitely not a metal person, so I don't know why she liked that this particular spine shank song. But yeah, she sent me that and and October nights. Never hearing either of them, and I just remember sitting in my room and just loving the song October nights. It was just. It was so different. I never heard anything like it. And I was a full-blown metalman, punkman. I mean, I was deep into that. And so for this to even stand out to me was was crazy. And I just I just loved this song. Mm. Um, but it took me a long time to, to listen to this record, maybe like a good year, maybe two years before I heard this record in its entirety. And I've always liked it, um, but it wasn't until after high school. So like after 2005 when I kind of really got into this and it really is their best record through and through their best record no doubt about it there's some good stuff there's some okay stuff but overall it's it's a solid output from a band who's it's kind of their first record really because ryan key this is the first one with ryan key so good stuff good stuff so that's kind of my origin story not that exciting but very strange the person who introduced me to this band that's weird stuff anybody who knows alicia would agree with me that's very strange but anyway so uh do we have any stinkers on this one no 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 stinkers uh i don't have any stinkers either Uh, i assume you have okay songs right uh no why would i why would i have okay songs okay so you're already really wrong (laughs) Uh, so then what's your uh what's your biggest banger what's your bb how, how many okay songs? Let's let's get those out of the way. How many okay songs do you have? Okay, I have. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you need two hands to add them or just one hand? <laughs> I got four. I got four okay songs. Oh, okay. got What's, four. Just like in order, I guess. What are, what are your just okay what? songs? Just what? Just okay. The first okay song off. is something of value. Uh, of course. The other one is Cigarette, 
I'm sorry. Of course. I know you love Here we it. go. Uh, <laughs> the last two are AWOL and Rough Draft. Because I don't think they do acoustic very well. Okay. For, so I mean, AWOL is not an acoustic song. But. For one, you're a cuck. Uh, and two, AWOL <laughs> is a good song. But okay. I guess we, we're going to talk about Cigarette, but you don't have to do the other two or the other three, I guess. I mean, Actually, if you want to, I mean, you, we totally can. No, because because uh, something of value is my seven B. Okay, so that's that's fine. And then um, too high, but okay. Rough draft. That's that's a weird one because it's a hidden track. It's that really good. Too cheesy. It's, it's way too it, cheesy. It's it's very of its time, and it's it's mm. fine. Like it's I don't I don't hate it. I do like it a lot. I think it's a fantastic sound, and I I think you're totally wrong. I think. I think they do acoustic jams really well because they can kind of they can kind of do it all really well when they really kind of try and work together and don't try and be such cucks all the time. They can do everything pretty damn good. <laughs> can I, I I will also say this. My least favorite part of this band is Ryan Key's voice. I don't like his voice. Oh, there we really. Go. I I I mean it, he doesn't have a bad voice, but I don't like his style. I don't like the way it sounds. He can sing well, but it's just not my my jam. But the songs themselves are fantastic. His lyrics aren't bad too. I I like some of his lyrics. They're really not bad. Uh, but they're not they're not like super super crazy good. But they're they're good. They're good. Okay. Um. So I assume your biggest banger is cigarette then, right? No, that is not my biggest banger. Oh, that's, okay. that's my two B. Okay, then what's your what's your BB then? Or should we talk about Star? Wait, do we want let's, to talk about Starstruck first? Yeah, we can do. I mean, we could just do it real. That's my ten B. Really, that low? Yeah. Whoa, that's yeah. my three B. Starstruck is my three B. I can see How that. can this be so low for you? That makes no sense. It's such because a great there opener. Are, there's nine other songs that are just, it's so much better. Dude, that's such a dumb thing to say. It's a it's a cool song. It's dude, the, the the like that that riffage going into the entire album is just absolute. It's fire, as the, as the kids say. And then it's like the the, the, say, yes. there's a little bass slide when when everybody comes in, it hits a cat, and then boom, by the same mm-hmm. time it's like and the cat at the Bam. same time, and then everybody comes in like that's dude, that's that's awesome. And even like in the it verse, is really good. There's some cool riffage going on. There's some like. Like this band, they, there's some serious elements of hardcore in here. Like they do that. Well, they I feel like they they took a lot from Jimmy World too. Be with the with the low and the high guitar. I mean, not to say that Jimmy World was the first one to do it because Corn did it really well, but they like they're really the the palm muted with the the higher part, the higher lead part. They do it a lot on this song, and it sounds really good, especially in that in the verses. It sounds great in this, and then that, of course that, the melody in the chorus, so catchy. That type of that I, I've always just thought that was like the hard like hardcore kids always did that shit all the time. It was just chuggier and more distorted, but like it kind of came yeah. from like the emo scene. The emo scene was born in like the the harder punker scene. So it's it's like a shared True. mentality. But what Yellow Card does really well, and Jimmy Roll doesn't. They don't try to do it, so they can't do it well. But Yellow Card can still keep that that harder edge. Like they can still be okay. hard and heavy, and their guitars are really distorted and crunchy, and they do like that type of back and forth between the low <laughs> chugs and the high. That's what hardcore music, that's what all breakdowns yeah. essentially are. And then the other thing that Yellow Card does 
crazy good is our breakdowns. Like they do fucking breakdowns. They omit solos and they put in breakdowns. They put in like extended bridges, extended instrumentals. Yellow card just absolutely kill it when they are just out there having a good time. Yeah. 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 I, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Starstruck is just a really um, good example of, of everything that they do really well. Like everything is in here. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is what we call Like this is a good thesis statement for the entire album. For the record, yeah, I yeah I, I agree with you that part for sure. But some some of the the heavier stuff, like I don't think they, I don't necessarily agree with you on the the heavy like the breakdowns and stuff. Some of it is cool, but it's 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 not that good. Like other other band, even Jimmy World did the breakdowns better than no. than Yellow Card. No. Come on, dude, get out of here. Be- besides, get, get it faster, out of here, dude. What you're referencing? Besides, get it faster. Jimmy World has never doubled down <laughs> on the heaviness. <laughs> well even even band even like blink dude that some of their breakdowns were fantastic the fuck their heavier here, breakdowns blink blink, didn't, blink has never done a heavy breakdown they play loud are you and kidding they play me? fast at times okay even even the, the breakdown during like even the breakdown during like first date was a good breakdown <laughs> it's <laughs> cheesy but it's a did great it, it, pop punk band. It, it, it. <laughs> like, come on. What Yellow Card would do would be take that. Dude, it's so and good. then they 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 put the low, the did it and then make with the high noodling in there. Did Yellow Card play some very metal stuff, but they're a pop punk band. They were a pop punk band, yes. But they there's a lot of like how do you not hear fucking metal elements in this shit? No, I do. No, I, I totally do. I hear a lot of Metallica in it. A ton of Metallica in the and the the rhythm the the rhythm playing is very some of the rhythm playing is very Metallica, and what I was going to bring up too this this entire record reminds me a lot of uh, Thrice's first record, but not as aggressive and not as like post hardcore as as the, the the Identity Crisis, but it's some of the the, the guitar parts are, are reminiscent of of Thrice. But Tepe Tepe is a better guitar player through this, and through. He's a better is... guitar player, and so is Dustin. Oh, so is Eddie Van Halen and Jimmy Page, but that means nothing here. But, so we can just but stop also, but we also, but we're, other we're also, don't mean anything. but we're but, also talking about bands that came out with a record at the same year and are kind of similar in stylings. So it's not like comparing. Identity Crisis Halen. is nothing like this. No, not at all. What are you talking about? Get out of here. I'm talking about some okay. some of the mu- some of the musical the musical parts of it. Absolutely, this is. This is a band that if these guys came out and they're like, oh, like, so what do you listen to? And then they started naming off a bunch of like metal and a bunch of hardcore stuff. You'd be like, okay, I can, I get it. I see it. As opposed to if this, this band did this and then started naming off like just fucking horrible emo pop records of this time. You'd be like, wow, how the fuck did you make this? Listening to that. Like this is a band that if they started saying that, oh yeah, do we love early Metallica? We love the guys from Thrice. We love all this stuff. You, you you would think, okay, I get it, because you guys do incorporate a lot of that sound into into your pop punk, but you still love the pop punk. These guys oh, are just, yeah. they're just they're just better at being pop punk and they're just a little bit more complex than kind of pop punks like I've ever seen. NFG is is kind of like the only other band that's incorporated a lot of the heaviness into the pop punks. True. Like mainstream Very wise, true. but But you get like simple plan or just like boring too so um starstruck is good though i have nothing there's nothing wrong with it. it's a banger what about lyrically what what do you got on this one 
I I put I put this was this is like a send off to negative vibes, neggy vibes, <laughs> and trying to focus only on posy vibes. <laughs> I don't know why, but I like saying posy. Uh, but uh, oh I don't my know. god, no! Breaking breaking free from some sort of feeling of being held back emotionally, mentally, physically. I, I don't know. It's you know, it's cool. Yeah, it, it's pro- to me. It was like proving people wrong who were doubting you. And then saying, why are you criticizing? He's like saying, why are you criticizing me when you haven't done anything with your life? You haven't followed your dreams or done anything or done anything with your life. So why are you bitching to me? That's kind of what I got from it. Yeah. It's a good song though. Great opener. Like we said. So it's a good opener. Um, so that was your 10 cause you're fucking nuts. Uh, that's my number three. So then what's your, what's your one B then? You want to do my one B? You want to do your one B? Let's go with your biggest banger. What do you got? My my biggest banger is Big Apple Heartbreak. The sixth song. This fucking guy. This is their this is their best song. This is Yellow Card's (laughs) best song. And then right behind this one is Life of a Salesman. But this is their best song, dude. The the, (laughs) this is this is absolutely perfect. That that riffage under the vocals doesn't even like make sense. Like how are you gonna write that melody? Like, yeah. Who, who who came first? It's like, hey, dude, I have this cool little riff. Listen to this, and then they play it, and it's like, oh, I got some for that. They don't even go together. It just it fucking makes no sense. And then when they when it's played together, and it really comes into when it comes together, it's it's just it's an absolute banger. It's so perfect. It's amazing. It is a good one. It's a really good one. I, I like. I think this is a solid one. And then Parsons it's the third st- never stops, just constantly going. And it's not even like, like like. I don't know. He's not like busy like he has been. He can be, especially live. I watched a lot of live videos this week too. Like, holy shit, dude. The guy's got like the Travis mm-hmm. Barker syndrome. Calm down. But he just never stops. <laughs> just goes and goes notes, and goes. Yeah. It's cool. It's good. Yeah. It's great. He's not a, like on record, he's not as wild as Travis. He doesn't, he's busy, yeah, but he's not like almost to the point where it's obnoxious at times like Travis can be, especially on newer Blink. He's he's but definitely like he's a, he's a great drummer, like like a like a Travis level drummer that just never caught on. Mm-hmm. Fucking uh, maybe he just didn't well, market himself as good as Travis did, but I mean he's dude he's really really good. Well, I think it's also because he didn't surround himself with people who are writing like massive hits, like Mark and Tom. I mean they they wrote some great songs, obviously because we love them. But I mean, comparing Blink to Yellow Card is, you can't even do it because Blink are just so on another planet from, well, from Yellow Card, songwriting wise. So. You what? I didn't compare the two. But you kind of did by comparing I never Parsons did. I, to I just, I just said that Parsons, I was trying to say that Parsons definitely should get more recognition in the drumming world, much like Travis does. I agree. And I told you the reason why. And I told you the reason why was because he didn't surround himself with his good songwriters. Fine. But I never compared the two. So that's probably Just why. Just throwing it out there. But you implied it. It was implied. No, I, I don't imply. You. Infer. It was implied. I don't imply. No. You infer. You implied. You implied. I would never. Anyway. there, there's an, there. So I timestamped some of these. There's an epic pick okay. slide at 150, and it leads into my favorite part of this entire album. So you could start it at 130. And then we can okay, go from there. Layers on layers on layers on layers. 
do you want me to stop it anywhere or just start at one thirty and then Dude, I want you to continue? Just, you can just keep it going forever until until rough draft if you wanted to. I'll listen to this again. I, I won't go that far, but uh, so here's uh, here's Big Apple Heartbreak. Big Apple Heartbreak from the Yellow Cards. There you go. Big Apple Heartbreak from Yellow Card. Open up my that is such heart. a banger. <laughs> that just that 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 chord that guitar chord progression too is just it's so cheesy and but it it works so well with them. That dan it's it's kind of that that start and stop. Not not even a chicka chicka, but ah, oh, it's good. That's a good one for sure. <laughs> it's a what even even like the outro the outro is so well crafted it's it's got its own crescendo and it's got its own payoff it's, it's an entirely different thing from the song but it perfectly caps off the song and it's it's fast and it's it's short enough to to be an outro and not take over the song mm-hmm. it's just dude this song is so fucking good it, it's fantastic this is my 2b this one is it's um fucking ah, it's, it's really good i think this is on your uh I think you brought this to the like the song of the week not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken. Even though you don't have this record wait, you don't have this record on vinyl, right? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah. So but I don't know why you brought this on the pod. I really don't remember, but I remember listening to it with you. Anyway. No no way since we are doing the new format. I don't think so. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't don't remember. Jerry. I don't remember. Oh Jerry. Um, okay, so what do you got lyrically on this one? Uh, I thought it was about like taking or making a mistake in a relationship and then worrying that it's going to be all over. Like talks about breaking mm-hmm. trust, hiding behind blank stares, like he has nothing to say because he's full of shame, hoping she won't yeah. leave him in the end. And then as he says, like open up my heart, the last part that's really fast paced. That's his like final plea. Like he's saying, I'll change, I'll change, I'll change, I'll open up my heart. 
That's yeah, that's kind of what that's what I got to on this one. He's kind of just a shitty person to her, and she's devastated and depressed. And he just kind of looks like looks at her, and she has this blank stare, and she's just kind of like these dead eyes because she's she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know if she should leave him, but she feels stuck with him. But he's not changing his ways, and I don't know. It's rough. It's a rough song. It's sad. It's a really sad song. Yeah. Lyrically, that is for such like a poppy upbeat song it's quite a quite a difference in lyrics but still good great stuff uh there's also parts in this song that that do remind me of jimmy world too just the the heaviness of it because they're not yellow card isn't that heavy but when they are but when they are they do remind me a lot of jimmy world and that's what this song kind of does for me and i'm not saying that like in a bad way that's good yeah yeah, it's not a bad thing toward Yellow Card. It just it it did remind me a lot of it, especially considering we came off of Bleed American like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So very recently, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, what really is, good stuff. What is your what is your biggest banger? What is your one B? Uh, it's my favorite Yellow Card song. It's uh, October Nights. It's the one that got me oh. into the band. It's the one I've it's the one I've listened to. I can't even tell you how many times I've listened to that song. It's, it, it's truly a it should be your one. I mm-hmm. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know what goes through your mind. But <laughs> it's uh if, it, if I could, these all be my one B's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are no restrictions, so they could all be your one B. <laughs> That'd be so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I would be really annoyed if you did that. <laughs> we, we we would start doing like a one point two, one point three, because they're all one B's. Oh. <laughs> that would be, be so, so annoying. Terrible. <laughs> Maybe one day. But then I just put that idea out there, so now it's probably people are going to start thinking, or we're going to start thinking about that. Um, but October anyway, Nights, yeah, this song yeah. "October Nights." Yeah, this is um, this is one of those few songs where I feel the violinist is perfectly balanced and fer- perfectly placed within the song. It doesn't sound like they just threw him on top of, or he was just thrown on top of something, and that was it. Like he he truly accents and plays off of all of the other instruments perfectly and um the the chorus is just so fucking catchy and it's the song is just about love it's it's very simple it's a very simple song lyrically and oh man i love this song everybody loves this song everybody every anytime anybody hears a song they love it and you can't blame them because it's a perfect song it's funny because it starts off with those harmonics and this like you just say, look at these guys, these musicians over here, you know, doing some, some, some deeper stuff here with their harmonics. It's, it's funny. <laughs> these fucking guys. I always chuckle, but it's good though. It, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fucking fantastic, and the lead keeps the intro riff while like the rhythm guitar drives forward, and it's, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And this band is 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 very proggy in their delivery of things. They have a lot of prog Sometimes, elements. Yeah in their delivery of things, in their pacing, in their changes, in their just structure of songs. One one minute they have just a regular verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then the next they have a, you know, just straight nothing but verses into an outro. And then there's a lot of things that they do that is very unconventional. And this is... I noticed that too, jumping, for, jump not, not adding choruses where they normally would be. I was very surprised by that when I was, when I was looking into this record more. It was very surprising. It's, but it's pretty damn cool. It's weird. And even like some of the choruses, like in, in Cigarette, 
because if you go on like Genius and other things, they'll say they have like two choruses, but that doesn't make any sense. One is kind of like a pre-chorus and then one's like a chorus, but even the pre-chorus itself kind of changes into something else later on and they repeat the pre-chorus but not the chorus sometimes, but then only certain lines from there. So it's mm-hmm. very like in its in its delivery, in its in its setup, it is very it is very prog and I like that and I dig that. Yeah. And this is uh like I think this is one of their most their more proggy songs on the album. The October Nights, yeah, right. Or say, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I I agree with you on that wholeheartedly. It's um, it's it's a unique, it's a very unique song. It, and I think it's one, it's the standout song on the on the record because it. There's nothing on this that sounds like this. There's no song that has this much violin. There's no song that I feel is as melodic as this song. Um, and it's it's what well, well, fuck I was I was going to say something like the the chicka chickas are just so perfectly placed during that verse and like he's very seamless when he sings in this song too just the the, the opening lines the warm october nights you came to cuddle next to me baby yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. that that yeah 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 it's just it's something that should be thrown in a chorus because it's it's that catchy and that melodic but he it's just in the verse and you're right. It's it's kind of a mess of a song. It's kind of a prog way of looking at a pop punk song, but damn, it works so well. And and it almost sounds at points where like the violin, the violin is like, it's not going with anything else. It's it's just kind of doing it. He's doing his own thing, but for whatever reason, it it just works so well, blended with all the other instruments. It's fantastic. Ryan's I love voice it. on this one too is is very different than everything else because everything else he's it's it's kind of just like normal volume but this one he's like straining his voice he's almost like yelling like he's and then going along with the lyrics i think this is also just about being really happy and then going along with the lyrics like he's so excited he's just so happy to be here that he's like just yelling and straining his voice because in the beginning when he's saying the october nights like it's it's like he's straining his voice and you, you don't hear him strain yeah. it but you can clearly tell that he's fucking like pushing it out with all his might oh totally it, like it and it's during the swingy parts it's like dun 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 it's because the the song varies so much because it goes from that swing part to just the palm muted and i don't know it it's such a weird song man it is truly a weird weird catchy song for some reason perfectly perfectly executed perfectly blended it's fantastic it does however so, have one flaw oh no what and <laughs> has it's has nothing to do with the song it's it's strictly production but the bridge i mean the bridge is fucking just the bridge is so awesome here but because the production is so mm-hmm. shit when they all come in after the bridge it's so lackluster so like think of yeah. think of like every time i look for you when that finally drops and just how like bombastic oh, so and how just dynamic that sounds. <laughs> this is not that. And it's just such a fucking waste. And you can like look at videos that they've played this live and it's it's like it it, it gives you that that fix that you need that that you're not getting from the studio um version. Absolutely. And I and and keeping up with the production, like I never noticed how bad it was before this week because I, I went I was out on a run and I listened to a slipknot record. I mean, I know it's a much heavier band, but but still, like going from Slipknot to Yellow Card, you should be able to like keep like with the, the dynamics and whatever, and it it shouldn't be that much of a a difference in like overall sound, I guess you could say, and loudness. 
But I mean, going from that Slipknot record to Yellow Card, I mean, I thought I thought my headphones were broken, or I thought something was wrong with the volume <laughs> on my on my phone. So I, I actually I I quit Sp- or like I turned Spotify off. I, I quit it and I completely closed it out. And I waited like twenty seconds. I reopened the app and I started it again. And no, it's just like it's the shitty production, the shitty mastering on uh, on this record. It's just. Dude, I don't know what I don't know why they've never remastered it or anything. It sucks because it this this album could be super punchy. It could be very punchy and very. It could be a lot better. I mean, not not to say this album's bad because it's not, but it could be a lot better. I think they just spent it's, a lot of time insane. distancing themselves from this and their previous too, because Ocean Avenue was so big, and Lights and Sounds was still really big, and so was Paper Walls, and then yeah. like that was the band now. And I think just a lot of it had to do with, I don't know, like Ryan key and like band member changes and the boss, you know, they, they kicked one band member out, but then he has to get back in. So they kicked another band member out to let that guy, they just kicked out back in. It's just like, dude, you guys got stupid quick. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right? All within like a three year period. Yeah. They kicked like... out the bass player or the, he left or they kicked him, whatever happened. They get, they hired somebody new. And then the one that left was like, "Hey, can I come back?" And they're like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah." It's and it, you you know it was only because there was a lot of buzz coming up around Ocean Avenue, and he realized, "Oh fuck, I probably shouldn't have quit after we recorded or during recording, so I got to come back." Like he he knew that that album was gonna blow up because of the buzz coming from it. Yeah, there's no good way. Because in like the statement it said, oh, because he was such an integral part of writing Ocean Avenue, we wanted him back so we could recapture a lot of the, the I don't know, the emotion and a lot of the passion. It's But like mm-hmm. no matter how you put it, no matter what you say, there's no good way to say, oh, yeah, we kicked out a guy and then kicked out another guy to replace or to bring back the other guy that we kicked out. There's, it's just it's a no win situation. Yeah. And just makes everybody look dumb. <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. Exactly. So this band, you know, I, I think this band wants to dis- distance themselves a lot from One for the Kids and beyond and then try and focus on Ocean Avenue and then the new sound, which kind of started with lights and sounds. Yeah, and was not very good. I mean, really. <laughs> but um, so here's a uh, here's a little bit of October Nights from Yellow Guard.
There it is, October Nights from Yellow Card. I, I had to play up until that that stop, that break at the during the breakdown, because yeah, it's really not. It is so lackluster, and they could have done <laughs> production wise, it could have been so much better. Yeah, oh, it's so aggravating because that bridge is so cool. There's some like really awesome bass playing during that bridge too, and he plays some really really awesome like high parts. They're just unnecessary, but they add so much flair to that bridge. Oh my god! And then the the back and forth of the guitar with the high and the low there, and the violin, ah, oh, banger, absolute banger. There's there's a lot so. of parts. There's a lot of times on this album where the bass player plays chords, and you can hear a lot of like chords ring out, rather than just yeah, playing like notes. And that's that's unusual, especially in pop punk bands. I mean, bass players are just there to I don't know drive home. It's the very Mark Hoppus playing. Very Mark yeah. Hoppus, very Mike Dirt, very uh, Fat Mike. Well, Mike know, they, they all they all better. play a lot fair, of chords. Mike Dern's a very, a very much a, be, a better good bass player than Mark Hoppus. Well, true. No, no, no. You're right. I I totally agree with you on there. But they also they also play a lot of chords. So it's not it's not uncommon for them to do that. But I agree I, with I you. Think, Mike Dern is a out of the I three think, out of the three guys I just said, Mike Dern is the the best bass player out of all three. Oh, for so. sure. I, I think I think Mark and Fat Mike are on the same level, talent wise. Talent bass wise, playing. yeah, but yeah, but Fat Mike, honestly, he writes really good songs. Like he consistently writes good songs. Mark, yeah, he writes like the same song. He's like Bob Dylan of, of, of the punk world. He writes the same thing over and over. New No Effects sounds like old it's No. Still effects. good. It's all the same. It's uh, fine. To an extent, yeah, yeah. That's fine. It's good though. It's good. It's good. But Mark has a lot of duds. Mark Hoppus says, come on. He does not. <laughs> you fucking bite your goddamn tongue. <laughs> You're such an idiot for liking simple creatures. I don't get it. And then, um, okay, so, yeah, we, we talked about that. What, what do you got for your, what's your, what's your number two? Uh, cigarette. Oh, okay. Cigarette, cigarette. is okay, my so number two. Let's get into that. Let's do it. So like a lot of a lot of pop punk a lot of pop punkers will write they'll write music and it seems like they write it on like the electric guitar and then they'll eventually translate it and play power chords on an acoustic guitar or even translate the power chords it's just simple open chords or or simple like major chords and it's just it's boring stuff but this song mm-hmm. sounds like they wrote it on an acoustic guitar. Unlike something of value, which I almost think like that was the same way maybe, but cigarette for sure sounds like they wrote this on an acoustic guitar because just like the chords they use are fucking weird. Like it, it's just, it's creative chord progression and cigarette. Yeah. Like I, what, what I love about this is, is it's just, it's intricate. It's it's not just power chords on the acoustic guitar. The like the up and, and down on the fretboard, the chord pattern that changes every line. So if you're listening to it, it's the same like acoustic riff, but the first time mm-hmm. it goes up, and then the second time it no, the first time it goes down, and the second time it kind of goes up, and you don't you don't think about it because it comes in so strong, so hard, and then by the time that riff is done, you're kind of eh, whatever. It's, Ryan's already singing at this point, but if you if you listen to a lot of it, it's it's fucking weird. And then in the chorus part, he just kind of goes back and forth between the same like two chords, but like they're they're weird. Sometimes they're really muffled when 
he's singing really loud or sometimes they're really loud when he's singing muffled. So it, it's, it's really, it's a cool, it's very Chris Carabba. Like Chris Carabba knows how to utilize his guitar to match his vocals, to emphasize what he's saying, yeah. what he's singing. This is kind of the same way. And that's why, that's why I like Cigarette above all else of their acoustic stuff. I think Cigarette is like a f- absolute phenomenal acoustic song. Something of value, fine, cheesy, rough draft, same thing, very, very basic. Yeah. But cigarette, cigarette's something special, man. Cigarette's something else. Cigarette is good. I mean, it makes you wonder, it makes you wonder, uh, like, I wonder if he recorded that song with, like, just, he recorded the vocals and acoustic guitar at the same time, so they mic'd up the guitar and then just gave him a microphone to sing and do, and that that was the song, and then possible overdubs, and then the violin, obviously, is is probably overdubbed on top of that, but I'm, because I figure that's how a lot of, like, early Dashboard was, because you can't get like you were saying, the way Chris Caraba plays guitar and sings, it's very connected. It it's not it doesn't sound disjointed. It sounds like, you know, he's singing along with his guitar, which is great. I mean, that's how it should be. It shouldn't be two separate entities, especially when it's supposed to be an intimate song. It has to be played together. So I, I imagine that's how this was. Because of the one, because of that, and two, probably to cut costs, because they don't want to have to do a layer a bunch of tracks and do a bunch of overdubs but i don't know it's it's a good song it's a good acoustic song but i'm not I, like way, i said i don't like ryan key's vocals that the much. way i've always played this too has always been in drop d and the mm. chords that he uses are straight up variations on like lucky denver mitt like the jimmy world song mm-hmm. like those chords because the way i've always played that one also is in drop d and it's fucking weird how both of them use the same type of like variations and you'll put like you're like you're hitting two open strings on the on the e or the a and the d string and then yeah. run your fingers on the now the the drop d string and then what's it the g the g but you're you're constantly hitting those two open strings in the middle and then finally yeah. you you put your finger down on some part portion of them to hit that power chord and it's it's it is very Jimmy World and Jimmy World obviously did it first, but I don't know who did it first before them. I don't know, but it's just <laughs> it's a cool way of of writing acoustic jams, and uh, I like it. I I think it's I think it's really cool. I like it. Okay, I do wonder. I wonder because I I didn't read anything about them being influenced by Jimmy World. It's there was, actually there wasn't a lot written about Yellow Card, even Ocean Avenue, considering how popular it was. There wasn't a ton written about it. No. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's very strange, but there are a lot of Jimmy World elements. And, like, with what you said just then, and just overall uh, musical stylings, they're, they're, they're similar in, in multiple ways up through Ocean Avenue. So, I, it, it's weird that I never saw any reference to Jimmy World from these if, guys. I wonder if Yellow Card's just super regional of just Florida and, Southern California, because even if you go to I like mean, Ryan Key's like wiki, it's not, it's no like Jim Adkins wiki. It's not that extensive. No, no, not at that's, all. That's weird. And we always see Yellow Card as being so huge, but I mean, like you know, maybe they're not as big as we think they are. Maybe people in Nebraska, because they you know they love them <laughs> in Nebraska. Maybe they're not as big as we think they are. Maybe they're maybe Yellow Card's not as big as they think they are. They, I don't think they are. I mean, think about it too. They. 
they were playing their their farewell shows back in 2016 or whenever 2017 i think they were they were selling out house of blues which is a good size venue but it's not selling out you know a, an arena or selling out i don't know house of blues isn't that big so i don't know it but seems strange they, i i don't think there's a farewell they tour though so even even selling out an arena on a farewell tour is still you know, like selling out an arena on a, just a normal tour is one thing. Like that's yeah. way more impressive than selling out on a farewell tour. True. Yeah. True. But I don't know. Maybe Yellow yeah, Cards is not, not as popular as, as outside of California and Florida. Even Florida. I wonder if they really are that popular in Florida. They I know they're from be. there. Yeah, but they, yeah, they got to be popular in Florida. That's, you know, people in Florida probably love Yellow Card. We got I mean, first type of thing. Who, who was bigger out of Florida? I mean, NSYNC was bigger. I guess. Who the fuck cares about Florida? And Limbiscuit came out of Florida too. I think they came out of Jacksonville as well. They're way bigger than Yellow Card. That's true, right by the Matthews Bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Florida. Florida's stupid. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Cigarette's a good song. You little fucking. Oh, that was the dumbest thing you ever said. Okay. um, What do we got lyrically on this one? What What do you think? Um, I I I thought this was about like knowing a relationship is is gonna end like even before it's officially ended like something happens and you realize like shit that's it I can't like this is over and then everything leading up to that point now has like a different meaning and and you see things mm-hmm. differently that you previously thought maybe were good you're like wow that actually wasn't good that was terrible and now like everything's put yeah. in perspective that's that's how I that's how I picture this. Okay. Song. <laughs> I, what I I got I got with the um, the, I got the relationship ending part, but where I kind of deviate from what you were saying is that I feel like it, it's her moving on, the girl moving on, and then he's just so heartbroken and devastated from it that he just is thinking like he'll always wait for her to come back, even though she's probably not going to. But he's like delusional, so he just he just always he dwells on that, and he's just it's just complete heartbreak from him. That's what I get from this one. But oh, so I don't know. These, these lyrics aren't super deep, but they're still pretty good. PG. Yeah, they're, pretty they're, good. they're good. They're good pop punk lyrics for a 21-year-old. Exactly. Exactly. They're, they're about what you'd expect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true, especially from Ryan Key, who I don't, I, do, I don't know what, uh, I don't know I what it is about him that I just. Singers and people's voices. I mean, yeah, the. Wouldn't you agree too? If you don't like somebody's voice, you don't like anybody's you voice. You think everybody? You, you you think every all singers should be replaced with probably like chuggings or like fucking corn? I mean, chuggings and shit. I like Jonathan Davis. Yeah, I like uh, Jonathan. Oh Davis. Oh my god, dude. Just let's move on because this is already <laughs> immensely stupid that you even mentioned his name. You, you know, it's funny. You, my you my so one, my one, two, three, mm-hmm. and four B are all in a row. I just noticed that. That's kind of. How I think I think three of mine are in a row too, but one two no yeah, not one two three yeah, four right. big apple heartbreaks my one cigarettes my two October nights is three and then Rockstar lands four. <sighs> Damn okay, it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah mine yeah mine's all over the place. I thought mine was, but it's all over the place. What is um what's so that th- was your two my my th- three wait what's my okay three? wait oh no we know you three yeah because big apple heart. Yeah, my right. three is Starstruck, which we talked about. 
Okay, yeah, October four. Night was my one. Two was Big Apple. Three was Starstruck. My four B, my four fourth banger is um oh my god, where the fucking work? Uh I'm is trembling. Drifting, the second song. Oh. Drifting from you. That's weird. Wait, you don't like this song? This Why is, is my eleven B, and this is Actually, the only part of this entire album that I don't like really like is how this song starts. It just jumps right into the music, and I I just don't I don't think it's very well played. It's just it's weird, it's jarring. I don't like it. Doesn't go with the song. Doesn't go with the band. Strange. Really? Nah. That, that's weird. I thought it was like a I don't know. I thought it I thought it fit really well. It it, it was swingy at parts. It was a little bit slower at parts, and but then it it, it picked up at all the right part at, at all the right moments and some really great drum fills throughout the song the the violin is a little bit it's a little subtle um but it i don't know it, i think i think it's a solid song not bad at all there, there's a lot of hardcore noodling in here like hardcore music noodling i think that's cool when the palm meets first yeah. come in and then like parsons mm-hmm. parsons the third is hitting all those bass hits <laughs> on the drums to keep up with each note like that 16th bass <laughs> do, 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 do constantly i think that's really cool that's that's something that we don't hear yeah. a lot. We just hear drummers use their hands a lot for fills and they'll do things like that. Yeah. But to have like constantly hit that bass hit so fast along with the palm mutes, I think that's so rad. That's so cool. But after the and palm mutes started here, cool, I think the song is a fucking banger. What's cool too is that he doesn't rely on like, I don't think he relies on a double bass pedal. I think he just uses just one foot for all the, the fast fills and stuff, I, which is really I think impressive. So too. It's cool. It's really cool. But dude, the breakdown play is though. way cool. Like, dude, the high parts yes, that would normally come after the chugs, it's the violin. Like, well, come on. It's perfect incorporation it's of the violin. Sick, it's cool. It's but a it's, sick song. I, it's just that, that, dude, that beginning. Maybe even play like the, the first part of the beginning so everybody can know what I don't really like that much. Okay. So here's, uh, here's the, how, how much do you want me to play? I don't know. Like the first 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Okay. Here it is. Uh, the first 20 seconds of drifting because... Jeff is fussy. So here we go. There you go. The first 20, 30 or thirty seconds of drifting. It actually, uh, yeah, playing it, playing it out of order and playing it not immediately after Starstruck. It didn't sound that bad. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It 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 is it is swingy, and I know what you mean. It's it's a little weird, and but what I like about that that beginning part too is that you can hear the bass come through the mix really well too. So it it's nice hearing like just just him kind of not going off, but you hear little little things, little nuances. That make it kind of cool, but then Ryan Ryan's vocals, man, they just they're rough sometimes. They're unnecessary. It would have been cool if like the first thirty seconds were instrumental, and then he came in after that. After that slow part, would have been way better. There's some cool stuff here lyrically on this one, but are you being sarcastic saying. or what? No, I, I think I think all of his lyrics on here are at least cool. Some of them are really cool, but I really I really dig all of his lyrics and just his kind of. Uh, simple innocent type of of depth and complexity 
Okay, so then let's get into the lyrics on this one then. What do you, what do you got for this? I thought this was pretty heavy. I, I'm I'm getting here that like it's Ryan writing about seeing his father drifting away from him or his family, and then wondering mm-hmm. what he can do or like wondering what he did. Like like he knows his pops is a good dude, but for whatever reason, there's still like this disconnect. And like my favorite line from this song, and one of my favorites from the whole album is, "Life has buried you alive." Like, dude, that's mm-hmm. so rough. That's so sad. That's so yeah. deep. That cuts deep. Ooh. It really does. That's some good stuff. That's, I mean, Ryan Key eventually starts writing better songs, even though the music never catches up. But he does write better songs. <laughs> he does get better at writing music. But I think this is, like, this is the best representation of just, like, his, like I said, his innocence in writing, or I guess his naivete in writing complex songs. And what's the the context of the song talking about his dad in this way is very unusual because most people who talk about their parents or their their father figure they mostly speak about it like in a very like negative like you did this to me you're the reason why I'm this way but this is him like simp or like empathizing with his or I guess maybe maybe sympathizing but more empathizing with his father and just noticing things and just kind of like wanting to help his dad but being unable to do it it's 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 a different perspective than you normally see which i i thought was really cool it was very very cool but yeah i i I couldn't find if if, like he if he had problems with his dad or anything i didn't i didn't see anything i couldn't find anything on that so i don't i don't know just basing it basing off this lyrics it's just i don't know that's that's like that's rough stuff to like grow up and see like your dad bummed constantly all the time and you, you think it's your fault, yeah. whatever you do. And then your dad tells you like, oh, everything's fine. But like, you know, it's not. That's a horrible yeah, way to live. It's, it is. It really is. See that line, life has buried you alive. It's like, that's what, that's what, that's what our society does to us. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and it's crazy how much so many people can relate to that. It's a very relatable thing and, I don't know it's it's sad very very sad but it's yeah so that's my that's my 4b drifting is my okay. 4b so what do you got 4B. for your 5b uh a wall what do the, you one got? You, the other one you hated oh okay all right i i will say though i only like this one because this is my favorite vocal melody on the album like i love really? i love dude I, I just i love coming in strong like ryan does and it's it's just cool man this is cool, dude. With the the verses or the the chorus. Like I think that's so cool. And then, and then my favorite line of the entire song, like my favorite part, like lyrically, is when he says he's the champion of the planet. The way he says he's the champion of the planet, it's just so. It's like a five year old, you know. It's like remember Quailman? Remember Doug Quailman? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember when yeah. Doug puts a costume on and he puts his hands on his hips, like he crosses them like Superman does, and he looks out. And <laughs> it's just that like. That stupid childhood, I don't know, thing that you think that you're the superhero. And when he says mm. he, he's the champion of the planet, it's just it's so childish, and it's I think that's so cool. Like that's that's just a that's just a cool way of of, of portraying like his innocence, even though it's probably done unintentionally. Probably, yeah. I mean, he was very young, so I guess you can't oh, hate on him too much for for doing that. But it, it's it's not a bad song though. It's it's another it's pretty proggy in its delivery. There's a lot of picking that hold the melody while also kind of elevating the traditional lead parts. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not a bad song at all, but it's not definitely not a banger. Come on. 
Oh, this is this is this not only a banger. This is a five banger. This is a, a cinco banger. <sighs> a cinco banger. <laughs> uh, should we, should we play a little bit of it then? Uh, just until he says, "Maybe it's not again," and then you can cut it. How far into the song is that? It's not very far. Okay. Well, here's uh, here's a wall from uh, Yellow Garden. There's a bit of a wall from Yellow Card. The part you're talking about is like more toward the end, though. What part? The the champion part? The champion of the planet, yeah. Because I, I couldn't remember yeah. where it was in the song. But no, it's, it's, it's right during now. the outro. I didn't realize it was that, that far into the song. Or champion that late into the song. The <laughs> so good. I don't know the song. The song, though, it's just... It's not... I don't know. It doesn't too slow for me. I guess it sounds just, like choppy though. It's just like dude, they're just constantly noodling and just adding parts in that they probably shouldn't have added. And what it almost seems like they're just a little too ambitious in being like a prog pop punk band. Yeah, maybe. And it's probably for the best that it's at the end of the record. It should have been omitted, but I don't Are know. You crazy. None of these songs should be omitted. I just. <laughs> What what ba- what number banger is Rockstar Land for you? Because that was my four B, and we skipped over my four B to get to that one. Oh, I just um, know what, what number banger is Rockstar Land for you? It's seven B for me. Seven B. Okay, I don't know why you yeah, hate so this one. No, it, it's great. There's some great tight guitar and drum work. This is kind of like what you hear on Ocean Avenue. You have that really that tightness of the the rhythm section, and this is almost like this is like the the best transition into the ocean avenue yeah that's, era I literally put that this is this is <laughs> this is an intro to their later more accessible ocean avenue pop punk sound yeah and it's uh i mean the the violin the the violin and the lead guitar parts they they're just well placed 
they kind of the way they play off of each other is fantastic and then parsons drum fills they're top notch on this one they're they're some of the best on the record on on this particular song but outside of that i mean the melody's good and 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 all that it's catchy but there's just six other bangers before this this song is so funny. This song was so good. It's like this is my first. This is the first true yellow card song that I ever heard, and like still to this day, I still get pumped. That I want to think that he's they're cool enough to like manipulate the volume knob on the guitar when they're doing that intro, but he's probably just using an effect. But oh, probably yeah. Most of the time, if not all the time, when they play this live, it's always like an acoustic jam in the beginning. Like they'll, they'll play like. Mm-hmm. Some other acoustic song that'll transition into Rockstar Land, and then they'll play it like more acoustic. It's it starts more acoustic, I should say. So that intro is is played on like the acoustic guitar. So you never you never like see him truly play like the intro, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, so, I know, I know what you mean. That's whatever. But yeah, Parsons the third. There's there's a couple times in here when he hits like the bell on the ride, and it's like the ding 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 ding, and mm-hmm. it's loud in the mix. But you know, like if this was produced a lot better, it would be so rad and it would be so loud and obnoxious. And just as soon as it comes <laughs> in, you notice it's kind of annoying. It's already gone. Like it's dude, he's masterful, yeah. masterful. It's, it's it kind of like takes you out of that 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 slump or that kind of like you know you're you're just kind of not thinking. It brings you back into reality of what yeah. you're actually listening to. A wake up yeah. call. Yeah, yeah, that's the best. I really ran around that word, those two words, but yeah. It's a wake-up call, yeah. Wake-up call. Sure, that's fine. But it's a good song. It's my fine. 4B. But we can move forward. Are you sure? That's fine, because I, I got at least two more timestamps that I would like to... Okay, all right. Then I um, to throw out. So what's... So that was your 4B. That means... Wait, we did my 4B then already, didn't we? I think so. What was your 4B? Yeah, yeah. It was drifting. Drifting. Oh, yeah. So then what's your 5B? Uh, we did my 5B. That was AWOL. Oh, okay, okay. waterfall. So then, uh, my five B is for Pete's sake. That is my six B. Okay, Close. I thought you would hate this. I thought you no, would. I hate don't this, hate anything. But... Every song on here is a banger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you got on this one, dude? You know, you know, like fast picking intros like that is going to lead somewhere fun, and then the violin comes down and kind of slows everything down. And you're like, okay, maybe they're not going to do mm-hmm. it, but then boom, it leads right back to where you expected it to go cool fun <laughs> stuff keep me on my toes a little bit but still give me what i want yeah. i dig it i appreciate yep. it i respect it love love this song i even timestamp this one so okay it's it's kind of funny because the song's like four minutes long and it's like it's is it really that long fast yeah it's almost four minutes it's like oh, nine shit. seconds short or some shit of being four minutes long and it's really fast but yeah no it is it starts off kind of slow too which is really cool and then it just explodes into this really really tight pop punk song it's great it's really great it has one hell of a bridge and ryan's vocals in the bridge part is just mm. if you so if you start at 240 you'll get all Mm -hmm. the good stuff 240 and then just kind of round out the song should start at 240 and then uh, you will have your ears blown off or something similar Okay, here's a for Pete's sake from Yellow Card.
there it is for Pete's sake from the yellow cards. So good. Uh, I will say though, there's one part in this song that is just, it's so cheesy. And I think it's mainly because the production is kind of shoddy and it's the part where it's, um, it's just Parsons on the drum, just hitting that, the snare and the bass oh, so and then good. Ryan singing over it. So it's, dude, it's, <laughs> it doesn't sound that good <laughs> on this song. It does not sound that good. And and like I said, I think it's mainly because of just kind of like, yeah, the production, the mastering, the mix, everything is just not good on this record. <laughs> but outside of that, the song is an absolute banger. There's some really good leads too, guitar leads on this one. It's good. It's really good. So, yeah, it's great. So, what what do you got lyrically on this one? Oh, uh, what did I put here? I thought I, I said this is a this was about having an argument and fearing it may turn ugly. So, let's try and keep our cool. Okay, that's an interesting. I, I like had no idea what this one was about. Because the way I I kind of read it and and thought about it was that they're they're in this tumultuous relationship. And they're they're fighting constantly, but they know that they can work it out, but they kind of don't want to do it in a way like they, they kind of like the fighting and that's why they're still together because they know they can work it out if it really gets that bad. But then they, they still kind of thrive on the, the fighting and stuff like that. If that makes okay. sense. I don't know. I guess I that guess was my that. interpretation. That. Of it. Yeah. So it's not it's a volatile relationship, but it's because they want it to be that way. Yeah. And they know when to when to hold it back and, and stop and take a breath. Okay. So that's what I got on this one. Um so that was my five B. What's your six B? What do you got? We're we're almost done with the songs. I that think. that was my six B. So I guess we go my my six B was trembling. Was that the fourth song? Fifth uh, fourth song. Trembling. Yeah. Uh it starts acoustic guitar and the vocals. Then just kind of out of nowhere, it turns into this pop, it turns into this punk song, but strange then it has Ryan's, jail. it is very strange. And then even though the music's going super fast, it, uh, Ryan's, Ryan has like the, the, his crooning vocal, crooning vocals over it, which sound whatever. I mean, I could do without them, but it, it's a, it's an interesting, an interesting song. Not the greatest, but it's, it's good. I enjoy it. Good. It some is. good start and stops on here. It's it's, good. It, it's just it's so weird coming off something of value and that the intro is just so strange. It's a distant acoustic guitar and the vocals and and yeah, it leads into a very cool punk song and it's it's good. It's it's uh this is my nine B, so we're getting into like the later of my B's. And I think yeah. this is uh it's 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 accurately placed. But I think it's yeah, good. Like I, I love when the music kicks in fast and it's just mostly just drum and bass driving everything forward and yeah, cool. I mean, I honestly, I could really do without the acoustic be, acoustic beginnings. I mean, at the beginning, I just, I don't, it's not, doesn't add anything to the song, really at all. It's silly. And yeah, um, just, yeah, just that, tre- when, he's, when he's saying trembling, is just, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, man. He, if you, sometimes I wish he would sing along with, or sing at the pace of the music instead of, you know Matt Skiba in Matt Skiba in it. Oh, I can't even. I'm. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Sure. If he would stop trying to act like Matt Skiba at certain moments, it would be really. It would. It could be really cool if he if he kept the pace vocally with the music. It could be really cool. But because he doesn't have that cool croon crooning sound to his voice, 
So I don't know. He sometimes he tries a little too hard. I'm just not, I'm just not a Ryan Keeman. I guess he's not, not. He's not for me. He's not for me. But um, and then going in kind of into the bridge uh, with the the cool kind of chugging guitars, and uh, and then there's that kind of a I guess you can call it a solo. I guess that plays underneath the chugging. It, it's pretty cool and it's heavy. It's fun. Lyrically though, it's it's pretty it's pretty basic. Being in love with a girl, and then being terrified of losing her. That's kind of what I got. Yeah, not very deep. Not very deep. Eh, that's right. Yeah, it, it's a faster all be song. Lyrical bangers. Yeah, and it, it's a faster song. So whatever. It's it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. That's uh, fine. Should I play it or what do you think? N- no. Okay. That's no, because I've 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 one more timestamp that you should play. So okay, what is it? That's, what do you got? It's my eight B, but sure shot. Okay, with punk. First of all, punk violin, right? That's where that's mm-hmm. where, that's we got we got to bring that up. Kind of the first time we've heard punk violin. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, the, the, the picking part at the end of the intro is very cool. Everyone, including the violin, is bringing the heat. They're all coming in together. They're all jamming. They're all having a good time. And like the instrumental matching of the melody while the singing, like does mm-hmm. its thing is, is way cool. And sometimes I complain about that. Like when Lincoln Park did it, I thought it was really stupid, but other times it's really cool. <laughs> so, you know, it depends. Depends. Like the, okay. Like so the what's the, <laughs> Oh, what's the timestamp on this one? Two at start at the two minute mark. It's, it's again, it's the bridge. I love the, the bridges are just un, un, unreal, unbelievable stuff. They, they are pretty good at times. So here's a, uh, here's sure shot from uh, the yellow cards. Sure shot from Yellow Card. This was also my AB. This is your AB, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this, yeah, this is also mine. And see that that part is great, but the way the song starts always. I mean, it kind of. It's okay. It's it's kind of like pirate shanty and the violin <laughs> and stuff, but it's not like cool like Google Bordello or like um, I don't know maybe like Alestorm or something like that. It's cheesy pirate shanty but what (laughs) but that chorus man that chorus is so pop punk that that is the most pop punk chorus and melody on the entire record through and through 
Good yeah, though. It's great. It's you got Chicka Chickas. Everyone's just yelling the so melody. Like, what, fucking, what more do you want? It's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's so good. If you're into it, then yeah. I mean, that that's right up your alley. Everybody's into this. Yeah, that's debatable. That's that is debatable. not debatable. That is, this is not up for debate. Everybody's into this. This is <laughs> a good song, dude. Just posy vibes all around. It <laughs> is. And it it has a good message, too. It has a, you know, a, a growing up, you know, everybody kind of identifies with it. Like growing up, leaving home, creating a life for yourself. Self, stop worrying about everything, you know, when you were a teenager, when you were in school, high school. Because none of it matters. None of it fucking matters. And it's yeah. it's coming to that realization that, you know, you have everything at your fingertips. Like, you can do anything. Like, you don't have to adhere to anybody you, you had to listen to prior to when you were a kid. Like, it's it's that, that realization of freedom that it's just... I mean, I, I remember that moment when I realized, like, wow, I don't have to do anything if I don't want to. It was the <laughs> greatest feeling. I graduating high school like i remember the the day after i graduated high school just that feeling of just like i don't have any responsibilities like it was the dude i i i can't equate that that feeling to anything in my entire life it's just unreal absolutely yeah, unreal that's that's i mean that's kind of what i was that's what i thought as well more along the lines of like just believing in yourself like you do like you said, you don't have to take shit from anybody, but I think mm. the word sure shot is cause he talks about like, he has a sure shot way of doing something and like, there's no better sure shot way to succeed than to just believe in yourself. Right. So yeah, that's good. That's good yep. stuff. That's Posy a, vibes, that's a good baby. message. Posy vibes. Posy vibes to a very pop punky song. Would you ever say posy vibes in the wild? No, I would have no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I could barely even do it like in an ironic way. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's just, <laughs> no. That's oh, so good. Cannot do it. Um, wow. So we what did do you, it. Okay, so yeah, we. I think we've done every song, right? Except for the last song. Yeah, we we just didn't do rough draft or something of value, but that's fine. The same song, pretty much. They're they're acoustic, so yeah, whatever. It's whatever. What, um, yeah. So, so let's let's done. wrap it up. Sure. Let's wrap it up. Um, we okay. have a three point rating system. We do. Where uh, three is a perfect album. Yep. Two is it a good is. album. You're going to continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but you should give it a shot. And zero is just a trash fire. It's don't even listen to it. It's it's stupid. Um, so what do you got? What are your final thoughts on your rating on this album? One for the kids. Cool. Uh, I listen to this album like a lot. I, 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 I will probably listen to this at least once a month. And it's just, it's, it's an album for me that just, I just, I don't know. I can't get away from it. It has been just as good a ride from day one as it has been this week. And like, I dude, I just know about every fucking word in this album, every part, every guitar part. And, like I'm still just still like kind of learning and learning new things and hearing new things and taking things differently. And I just, it's, it's a, it's, it's a true like diamond in the rough because it is very rough in like the production wise. It is very rough as it's, it's kind of unique in its delivery. There's not a whole lot of bands that did this. Jimmy rolled kind of did it not quite this proggy or heavy, but Jimmy rolled yeah. did 
Like this, this would not have existed had it not been for Jimmy World. But Jimmy World didn't do this sound. But credit, True. this would not, this definitely would not have existed without like static or clarity. So that's, I'll give them that. But damn, dude, this is just like, what did they? What are you guys doing, dude? You, you went from this to Ocean Avenue, and then just like ran in the complete opposite direction of what cool music should be. And it's, it's, I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't <laughs> understand it. And I, I, I don't know a whole lot about this band because there's oddly just not a lot written about the inner workings. I just, I can't. Like, it's just got to be like Ryan Key, right? Like, I just. I I don't see any other yeah, explanation so. for it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't it, understand. What's it's, weird it's, is like, what? Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say they they, uh, whatever record it was where they were taking the, the MySpace polls about what direction they, they should go in. They, apparently, they put out like studio footage of them recording the record, but I I didn't do much research into look of like, reading into it because it's not the album we're doing. But it's like that that seems to be the only extent of any sort of documentation of them writing or recording music, which is so weird because they, they have sold several million copies, several million records around the world, but there's like nothing, no documentary, nothing about this band. It's so strange. So fucking strange. Again, man, it just has to be. They're not as big as we think they are. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just strictly regional. And I don't know. It's weird. Must be. Yeah. This uh, this the, the one two punch of this and Ocean Avenue is just it's just insane. And Ocean Avenue is essentially just this little a little less of 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 like the progginess of this one, I guess, and then just more yeah. polished. And everyone is is really in the same groove. Whereas this one, there are some times, there are some parts on here where you think like, okay, that didn't really flow well. That didn't really go that well. And maybe a better producer, a better production company, or whatever would have would have fixed all that. I don't know. Company, but then, yeah, production companies. You know, like MGM or fucking yeah, Paramount or the Weinstein Company. Yeah, I can only wow, I can only think of two. But that's interesting because I always complain <laughs> about producers and in the non-Albini sense of of putting their hand too much into the band, and it's. Maybe this is what they do. Maybe I should become a a, a producer man now. <laughs> you <laughs> because, should be yeah, absolutely because there are there are signs in this album where I think like, damn, you could have done that better. Somebody should have told you. Or somebody should have helped you through that. Whereas in Ocean Avenue, I don't think there's any parts in Ocean Avenue I think are disjointed or don't make any sense. I think it's just extremely tight, albeit a little mm-hmm. bit not as good as this one. But like that difference in in production is 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 interesting. Not just in sound it's quality, but delivery. Yeah, totally, totally. So yeah, um, all given right. all that, I don't, I don't know. This is, um, this is. I mean, obviously, this is a perfect album. This is a three out of three. This is a true banger, <laughs> in its fullest sense. And I, uh, I will continue to listen to this. I don't ever skip any tracks on this either, and I don't even ever like shuffle the songs because I enjoy. Even this week, I, I normally I'll shuffle the songs that I I didn't do it this week at all. I just listened to them front to back because I like the feeling of knowing what's next and then knowing what I'm going to get into. I just I love it. It's too good. <laughs> Makes me all, all right. giddy. I can't believe you gave it a perfect three. Wow, oh, dude, believe it, baby, believe it, believe that. Unbelievable. Um. So my final thoughts. Uh, I don't. I don't 
have the same nostalgia, like by far the same nostalgia as you. I, I only went to camp a couple times when I was young and never had the same experience as you did. So I, I didn't, I mean, I can't relate there. Uh, even in high school with, with Ocean Avenue, like I, it was a different experience for me listening to this record. I, like I said, I wasn't, I mean, I was more of a metalman, more of a punkman. So it kind of flew under, flew under my radar and just didn't, wasn't my thing. And until kind of later on and, I started to appreciate emo and pop punk more. And, uh, I mean, I think this album is fantastic. I mean, there are some low moments and there are moments like we talked about production wise, mix master wise are just, you know, kind of just trash. But, um, overall though, this album is fucking solid. It's fun. I listened to it four times or no, five times this week. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of yellow card. I mean, 10 records and then five, five and then five times with this one it's crazy crazy shit um but this one i'm gonna have to give it 2.5 because there Ooh. are songs on like i said the acoustic songs i can't get into and the a wall song i can't get into and then ryan key's vocals sometimes are just like do you, you you gotta learn to just like shut your mouth because you're not you're not that great you're really not that great vocally like see as a singer you're not but. he's he's pretty good he's a pretty good singer he's not a bad singer but like there are moments when like you you it's too much it, it, let the other members shine like let the let the song speak for itself like you don't need to throw your vocals on it and there are moments in this record like that so i love this record though it's it's great and that's why i'm giving it a 2.5 okay. fantastic record all right absolutely fantastic so um that's all i got you got anything else on on the yellow cards nope that's it that's Nothing. all okay so uh go to itunes go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at asinine radio um give us five stars and stay tuned next week because we're doing a very very different band from this from yellow cards so stay tuned for that and that's it that's all. Give it to me. Mouth is on fire. Full more deck. <laughs> uh, no, why would I? Why would I have okay songs? Okay, so you're already really wrong. Um, <laughs> so then what's your uh what's your biggest banger what's your bb would you ever say posy vibes in the wild no i would have, no no <laughs> <laughs> i would not <laughs> <laughs>